We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. For years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from an unapologetically conservative perspective. We don't abide people like Nikki Haley, Ben Sass, Jeff Flake, Kinzinger, or any of the other Mitt Romney, Mittens. We don't abide that, or any of the other rhinos uh, out there. It's strictly conservative. I'm your host, Brooke Says, conservative patriot, proud, deplorable, and columnist, which you can read on my website, brooktalksamerica.com, Brooke with an E, or BTA Radio, if you're too lazy to type it out. Connect on the interwebs while we're still on their Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to partner with the show and be a sponsor, let me know. There is also a donate button on the show if you'd like to help keep this conservative voice on the air. I'm here with my co-host, Colonel Jim Warshuk, who's the former Deputy Director for Intelligence at U.S. Central Command. He served on the White House National Security Council and currently serves as the Hillsborough County GOP Florida Chair. GOP chairman. So from hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America, I will be talking about it. You can listen to archive podcasts of this show on my website. Also, I'm on Captain's America Third Watch every Tuesday morning at 5.30 a.m. Colonel Jim is Wednesdays at 5 a.m., both on this station, Salem Media Group, AM860, The Answer. Um, a podcast is also available on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and Podomatic. My latest article is The Neocons Finally get their war. You know that Max Boot and uh, Bill Crystal are happy about that. You know, one of the main reasons is that they hated President Trump, Donald Trump, is because he opposed war and wanted to bring our troops home from the catastrophic and endless wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, as well as keeping them out of Syria, not escalate things militarily in the region. But within 48 hours, they didn't even wait a week of Biden's installation after the steal, he's sending more troops into Syria. So here's what Democrats do. Okay, they use the soldiers in D.C. as props for the installation, then promptly dismiss them to sleep outside in an open garage in 34-degree weather, then send them off to die for their country, or for a country that no one in America cares about. Sorry, but Americans are suffering. So Syria, you know, you're kind of on your own. Anyways, check out the article as well as the other ones on my website. So let's get to the jelly. My guest today is Carlos Zapata. He's a Marine officer, owner of the Palomino Room in Red Bluff, California. He raises rodeo bills in Northern California. Thank you for taking the time on this busy weekend. Uh, That's a big weekend for him doing that. He has four children. His wife, Rebecca, is a nurse, so she has an inside view of what's happening in the healthcare industry in this era of China virus. He's one of the leaders of the Patriot Movement in California. You would know him as that brave veteran in the video out of Shasta County expressing his frustration about what's happening in his supposedly red county there where he just ripped them to shreds and it was delicious. You can find him on Facebook. He's he's banned now from what I understand for a little bit, uh, but he's on Twitter at Carlos underscore Zapata underscore one on and also uh, on the Palomino Room. So with that introduction, I want to thank you, Carlos, for coming on the show. Look, I want to thank you for having me, and thanks for what you're doing. <clears throat> you know, these conservative voices are getting muted <clears throat> over and over again so much, you know, so when we have uh, a platform where we can talk about these things, you know, we have to be very grateful and very thankful for that. So I thank you for providing 
right now for us. Well, absolutely, and thank you for coming on. You know, when I, the reason that I reached out to you, one of the things, I mean, obviously, I loved what you said. You know, people, I post, I actually played it on this show. You know, a few weeks you were you were going to come back, come on the show a few weeks back, and you weren't able to make it. So I'm glad you're here today. But one of the words that you said was is we're organizing, and that was the thing that really struck me. That's the thing that really motivated me to reach out to you because. Conservative, you know, the left is really good at organizing for one reason is because they actually get paid to do it. So it's their job. You know, it's yes. not that that's not the yes. case with us, but you're organizing. And, and the thing that's, you know, uh, you live in California, obviously, with Greasy Gavin, you know, yep. you, the, the, you are frustrated about being shut down and having all the stuff that's going. Yep. Now, of course, you know, you've noticed that it's like a miracle with Corona because uh, after Biden's installation, you know, Newsom, the cyborg of Satan Whitmer and Lori Lightweight in Chicago, what are they talking talking about oh opening up again it's kind of like a miracle <laughs> and then, and now they want to open. yeah <clears throat> you know you're, you're right and, and here's the deal what you said about the left being great organizers we have to give them the credit what yeah do, and they really are they really are organizers you know and, and they're relentless in, in in that skill set uh the thing that we don't do well on the right is uh we, we we're not good activists you know, Correct. the way they are. So because we're not activists, we don't usually take the time to organize the way that we should uh, and the way we should prepare for times as this. And it's mostly because most of us are too busy raising families and going to work, you know, yeah. and, and running the country well, as we should be. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, we're simply just not pundits, you know, the, the way that the left is. Uh, but but we are. And if you want me to talk about, you know, what we're doing here and the way we're organizing, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah, I, I do, because I think that it's very important. You know, one of the things that the reason that you were there, one of the reasons you were there is because they were, you know, the it's really Democrats. I mean, I, you know, get, uh, DeWine in, in Ohio is doing some stupid stuff, but it's basically Democrats that are shutting down the country. My personal opinion is that everything that was done in 2020 was to hurt Trump and, and, and affect the election, including mail-in oh, ballots and exactly shutdowns, of course. Yeah. So, but, yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. And they're not even following their own decrees. You have Gavin <laughs> Newsom, London Breed, Pelosi. So they're shutting everybody down, causing everybody to be out of work, but they're not even following their own decrees. Sure. But what, it, you know, we want to sure. definitely talk about the, the Patriot movement and also the issue of local government, you know, being involved in local government. So talk about what you're doing with the Patriot movement out there. So, no, you're right. So to me, all government is local government, you know, and it's most effective where the rubber meets the road. And that's the approach that we've taken here in Shasta County and in what I call the northern counties, like the Hamlet County, Shifty County, just northern counties up here in California. <clears throat> and our, our uh, approach to this, this, this entire movement has been that if we cannot control our own community, then we have no business pleading with the powers that be at the higher level at the national level. So we want to be able to control the things that we can't control and not worry about the things that we can't. So what we're doing here in Shasta County is we're organizing, uh, we have organized really strongly uh, a group of business owners, groups of parents, groups of you know community leaders who are all patriots and all want to see our kids back in school, all want to see our businesses open, all want to see this ridiculous mask mandate lifted, you know, and, uh, and, and we've been successful. And what we're doing now is we are actually, uh, for the first time in, in our county's history, creating an environment and an atmosphere where uh, our politicians are afraid of us. And they're afraid of us because we have the power and we've turned tables on them to where they are no longer uh, in, in control and they are beholden to us and not the other way around. 
and we are recalling them. So we have a great recall effort in that we are recalling our county supervisors, and we're going to fill those seats with constitutional patriots, people that will actually represent you know, the, the community and not just the interests of uh, themselves and of, of the elites up in the state. So. Well, and that's really important because, it, like you said, so what you know what you're talking about is basically citizens, activists in their own communities, and having the politicians that are elected be forced to represent them, or they have to go. So that's yeah. what should be happening. You know, one of the things, and I'll, I'll be talking about it, you know, more later with Colonel Jim because he's a local, you know, Hillsborough County GOP chairman, sure. is that the, the, the duopoly of the two-party system, so you either have Democrats or Republicans, we're conservatives, so we're going to vote for Republicans, but as soon as they get in, they don't even, you know, they don't represent us. They do exactly the opposite. Sure. So they'll campaign on something and then they'll do the exact opposite. Well, sure. the what's happening in California, even though... I'm hoping that it's a lot of Democrats, too, is that Newsom, who is I mean, you have a state of 40 million people. I'd like you to talk about a little bit, too, is that you're you're trying to get your own uh, state in Northern California. I want to talk about that a little bit. But, the you know, you have this gigantic state that's under a criminally incompetent governor. Right. Who has a political agenda, who's directly aligned with Pelosi, you know, and they actually have a legitimate recall movement what's going on with that yeah no so so you know we actually recalled a, a governor here in the state before now gray davis and we were very successful in doing that and getting the signatures that we needed and we have now gotten uh, to a point where we have over 1.2 million signatures uh, to recall the governor and he's scared and now he has a task force now that is uh, trying to fight us trying to fight the recall efforts saying that it's unconstitutional saying that we are attempting a coup <laughs> I think it's going to be farther from the truth. That's rich. It's not a coup when, when yeah, it's, it's not a coup. It is rich. You're right. It's not a, it's not a coup when the people are speaking up and say, hey, you know what? You're simply not doing the job that we hired you to do. Uh, you're not representing us anymore. So, so there's a mechanism built into our political system for a recall, and that's what we are engaging in that, that mechanism. Well, and one of the things that has been, you know, I've talked about this on the show a lot is, is I, I just really point out all the hypocrisy. So in, in L.A. Yeah. County, for instance, okay, so you had Pelosi, I think, was the first one out of California. Then you had Newsom. So they make these barbaric, like, just restrictive. Uh, there's some noise going on in the background. Yeah, there's uh, these insanely restrictive lockdowns that they themselves don't follow. They say you have to wear a mask, but they don't wear a mask. They say you can't go out, but they get caught dining out. Right. And he he is one of the ones that was that was that did that as well. So they have to be held accountable. But you had in in L.A. uh, County, Garcetti was shutting down. There's a video of this girl and she's crying because she has a business. She can't do outdoor dining, but like 50 feet away, Garcetti had allowed a movie set to do outdoor dining right next yes, to her. I, I did see that. I you did know? see that. And that's a slap in the face to, to people like me, you know, who are business owners who are just working really hard simply to survive. You know, uh, I mean, when we went into business, we didn't go into business to go broke. Yeah. We didn't go into business to, to, to barely survive. You know, we went into business to thrive and to make a lot of money, as, as we should be able to. You know, our employees need us to make money. Our communities need us to make money. Our families need us to make money. And somehow we've been villainized because of that. We've been told that we don't care about people's health. We've been told that we're valuing uh, money 
over people's lives. And it's absolutely not true. <laughs> you know, I mean, what are we supposed to do? Are we not supposed to feed our children? Are we not supposed to, to, to live our, our lives, you know, the way we were meant to live them as free people? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think their idea is completely skewed. But as the numbers are coming out now, as we're seeing the actual real medical numbers come out, <laughs> you know, we, we see that it's been controlled by, uh, those numbers have been controlled by a narrative. Yeah. And as, as you can see now, the WHO came out last week and said, well, now we're not going to actually count the asymptomatic numbers. You know, and the reason they want to do this is because they want to hail, you know, the Biden administration, yes. this crooked Biden administration, as the heroes. And we knew this was going to happen. And, and, and here's the deal, Brooke, is they're so blatant now. They, they, they used to hide their hypocrisy or at mm-hmm. least attempt to hide, uh, you know, their, their, their lies. And they're so blatant now. They throw it in our face. And it's almost like they laugh in our face, you know, when they do things like this. So. Well, I think they actually are. I mean, it, it, if they're... Uh, that's the only way I can see it is they they're I think they're thinking to themselves I can't believe that they let us get away with this honestly because there's a psychological you know they have psychological operations part of this has been information well, warfare and psychological yeah, it, it, this operations is like, this, is, this is like Stockholm syndrome type of stuff you know yeah. <laughs> it really is yeah you know and this whole thing is a psyop you know yes. having worked in the in the information operations world in the Marine Corps you know we worked very closely with with the Army psyop guys. In, in Iraq, and I'll tell you that this psyop that they have perpetrated upon us is way more sinister and deeper or more complex than any psyop that we ever used in war against an enemy. You know, and and, and we have become uh, an enemy of the state now. So now, you know, guys like me, gals like you, we are terrorists now uh, yeah. under the definition of this administration, you know. And, not uh, be not, not the rioters that were last year for for eight months burning ordinary burning citizens, burning businesses and actually yeah. killing people. Yeah, no, not those guys. Yeah, the, yeah but we're not allowed to talk about that because if you say that now, you're a racist. You yeah. know, and this, these are the the words that they've used, the words that they've coined so often over and over again. You know, uh, because if we're having a conversation and I can't intelligently defend my point, if I can't uh, articulate. You know, in, in an intelligent manner, what do I say? I throw words like racist mm-hmm. out, you know, and that, it's a conversation ender, you know, and, and that's yeah. it because nobody wants to be a racist, you know. Right. So. Well, and that's really that's where they have learned, you know, it, it's being kind of evidenced right now that the Democrats really run the infrastructure of the entire government, quote unquote. So that means local, state, federal government. They all the bureaucracies, all of the unelected positions and everything like that. So they have understood they burrowed in and they they run the government. They basically let Republicans kind of like sit at the table a little bit, have a little crumbs. They can get their riches, you know, like McConnell and everything, but they're not really actually supposed to do anything. You know, you have a few there and there. I mean, I have a great governor here in Florida. I have Christy Nome in South Dakota, you know, Abbott's kind of on the fence and stuff. But it's it's like they're not they're not really representing us Either so, the, the people that we elect on the right are not even fighting back. No, they're, they're not. You know, and this is—I mean, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> you know, I'm so dismayed over this whole this whole deal where the Republican Party, who is supposed to be our party, supposed to be a conservative party, you know, on this political spectrum, it has not been. You know, and they've yeah. completely exposed themselves over the last you know couple of months. We've seen. You know, just a travesty. So, something, you know, it's Lincoln's party, you know, just being turned upside down. And uh, this is why there's a movement out here to, to really start a third party. I think the nation is ready. I think the two party system has failed us, you know, even when Republicans, quote unquote, represented our ideals. 
uh, and our ideologies, I think that we knew that this two-party system would eventually fail us uh, because it, it it pigeonholes us, you know, into a spot where maybe we wouldn't rationally be uh, had, had, had there not been, been just two parties. So a third party is coming, but I would even say that we need to get rid of political parties altogether, you know, and, and start running candidates who simply are judged by the content of their character, by their own ide- personal ideas, and by, uh, you know, by, by what they promise to, to do for the American people. And that's how we should be electing candidates, not based on the political party at all. Well, and, and I'll be, you know, obviously, you know, Colonel Jim is the head, the head of the Hillsborough GOP. We're going to discuss this issue because people are very mad, myself included. And, you know, one of the things... I, I, went, so, so uh, I, I myself, I'll tell you, I, I left the Republican Party. I, 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 I was part of the delegation here, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I left the party. I, I will never vote for another Republican again. Yeah. Know? Well... That's understandable under the the current circumstance. Like I said, I'll be discussing that later with with Colonel Jim because obviously, you know, as the head of the chair, you know, we have conversations about that. But the, what I was going to say is, when you referenced earlier, the one of the main problems with the the Republican Party, they are afraid to be called racist, so they never criticized Obama. I mean, legit, you know, all of this stuff is a minefield that the left has created. The minefield. The, the complete irony, you talked about Stockholm Syndrome, I mean, the, the complete irony of the party of slavery segregation, the dogs, the hoses, the lynchings, the Ku Klux Klan now throws the race card at everybody else, even though they're the ones that did that. And the Republicans are so terrified to be called racist that they will not stand up, that they they run immediately to the microphones to say, oh, please don't call me racist. Please don't blame me. I have nothing to do with it. You know, the capital situation, which, you know, you know, my feeling is that I call it the people going into the people's house that they pay for and, you know, complaining to their government. And if the people on the left are not going to complain about their rioters and their looters and their killers, then don't talk to me about the capital. But it had nothing to do with race. And yet the very first thing they they say somehow it has to do with race. And so the Republicans immediately run to the to the microphone and say, oh, don't blame me. Don't blame me. I'm, a go- I'm against it. The whole thing is just ridiculous. I mean, it's we could go on, but I want to pivot a little bit quickly because I, I heard a um, I, I watched a podcast with you, and this is this is uh, something that's mm-hmm. kind of seems like it's off topic, but it's really not because you talked about it, and Ian Smith, who's the gym owner in New Jersey, talked about it. Is this issue of masculinity? I mean, I talk about culture yeah. a lot on my show, so and yeah. you know as. Yeah. Breitbart said oh, politics you know, is downstream from culture. Yeah. This issue of masculinity, I think one of the reasons, first of all, one of the reasons Trump won is because he's such a baller and he's alpha. But I think sure. the problem with the country is one of the reasons is masculinity and this like this op- oppressive feminization of, of the culture. Yes. So this is my favorite topic to talk about. <laughs> I'm glad that it really is, because if we don't deal with with this book, if we don't deal with this issue of, you know, true gender identity, you know, actual gender, gen, like gender identity. Sci- like real science. Gender rules, yeah. You know, like real science. We don't deal with this cultural crisis that we're in right now where we do not even know what a man should look like. Mm. Then we can never fix our politics. We can never fix, you know, uh, what happens in a political arena. And this is why I'm here, because... The alpha male has been under attack for the last 60 years. You know, we have taught our children that it's not okay to stand up for themselves. We've taught our boys that it's not okay to play with guns. It's not okay to hit each other, hit, hit each other with sticks. It's not okay uh, to fist fight. You have to use your words. You can't use, you know, any physical. And, and this is why we have 
We are where we are. We've gotten completely coerced. There's been a subversion of every idea that we've ever lived by, you know, over the last 200 years, uh, where it's gotten turned upside down, where today a boy doesn't even look like a boy. You know, know, we don't build men with big chests anymore, you know, because we want everybody to be equal. So we see or we try to find equity and equality. And, And as we know, we are all equal in value, but we are not the same at Correct. all. We're all very different. Celebrate that. You know, but the alpha male has been villainized. This is the reason they didn't like Donald Trump. Yeah. They loved his ideas. They loved, you know, his politics. They loved his success. They loved his story. They loved his family. What they could not ever get over was the idea that he was an alpha male, a dominant alpha male. That They just couldn't deal with that. And that's a sad thing uh, because we're living in a society, uh, a fatherless society. And, I, and by fatherless, I don't mean that there's not a father, a dad in the home. I mean that there's not a father, there's not a man in the home, yeah. you know, uh, and, and this is why we're getting soft children. We're getting girls who have daddy issues. We're getting boys who have uh, father issues. Uh, we're getting, uh, you know, c- confusion, you know, coming out of our youth, you know, like we've never seen before, depression coming out of our youth, suicide rates rising in our youth, you know, all because there's not strong, there are not strong men in the home, yeah. you know, uh, there's not a protector. Children need to be protected, and a weak man cannot protect his family, you know, and it all starts there. If a child grows up without a sense of safety and security, uh, then that child is going to be screwed up for the rest of his life. If or they'll find it somewhere else, like in a gang. Yeah. yeah. They are. They're going to find it in drugs. They're going to find it in, in, in a yeah. bottle. Uh, they're going to find it in, in groups, you know, where – you're right, in, in gangs. Because let's face it, you know, gangs – are full of good alpha males. I always say they're just misguided, but they're probably some of the best, most loyal people that we have, you know, in, in our country. If we could just guide them in the right direction, you know, they'd be very successful people, you know. Um, but but you're right. This is an issue that we need to deal with. We need to bring back, you know, true masculinity. We need to bring back the rugged American male. And out here in the West, you know, it, it's the American cowboy. You know, yeah. uh, I come from the cowboy world. I live in the cowboy world. You know, where we well, that's why they made Brokeback cowboy. Mountain. You know, yeah. yeah I'm serious. I'm serious. Everything. No, they had to do that to subvert. No, you're right. Yes. They, they had to even yeah. that. You know, they had to something as iconic and as masculine as the yeah. American cowboy. Now just. No, it's crazy. Well, it's crazy. It's like Candace Owens took some heat for saying, you know, for mocking Harry Styles in a dress on the cover of Vogue and saying, bring back manly men. And it's like the same women who who were outraged about that are the same women that want to get their want to create feminine men, but then watch Fifty Shades of Grey. So they're kind of schizophrenic. Feminism is is insane. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, and, and you wonder why all these women are cheating on their husbands because yeah. you know their husbands aren't, aren't man enough. And I, I don't know if I can say it on this program, but it's, <laughs> it's an actual fact, and that's what's going on. You know, yeah. so it's good for men like me, terrible for the rest of the world. <laughs> well, listen, um, I want to. You know, we could go on for an hour more, two hours. Uh, yeah, but there's a lot to talk about here. I'd love to come back on the show. Absolutely, you know, maybe talk talk some more. So absolutely. Well, listen, Thank thanks you. thanks for coming on the show. Follow Carlos on Twitter. Tell your California friends to support his business out there. You keep doing what you're doing. We'll keep doing what we're doing, and we keep MAGA and keep the faith for America. Keep it up, Brooke. I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much. God bless. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. We'll be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up.
Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. Visit on Facebook. Search Brooke Talks. And now your host, Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here on Salem Media Group, AM 860 The Answer. So, Fraud Fauci, who is like the rash that won't heal, just like the coronavirus, okay? He said... We should do two masks. I love it. I'm not going to play the clip. You can, you probably have seen it. Is, is, uh, Tucker calls him a malignant buffoon for his contradictory statements about the ma- masks. Okay. This guy, this clown, he says two masks. So if one mask is good, why not five? Why not 10? What a joke this guy is for real. He's the highest paid person in the government except for the president of the United States. This guy can't make up his mind for anything. It's unbelievable. I don't even listen to his voice anymore. I turn it down. He, I'll repeat. He should be tried for treason. So beyond the coronavirus, the other issue that is happening because Democrats were unsuccessful the first time is the impeachment. Not securing the border, not helping their constituents who are broke and starving or doing anything but to better the country. No, Democrats, with the full support of rhino Republicans, are impeaching President Trump after he's out of office. Now, remember... As we talked about it with Carlos, they praised the rioters of 2020 who caused $2 billion in damage and which caused over 30 deaths of ordinary citizens. But some people got, you know, go into a house that they pay for and they're supposed to be called domestic terrorism. Here is our awesome Florida Representative Gates calling Democrats out. Impeachment is an itch that doesn't go away with just one scratch. It also seems that President Trump may be most likely to be impeached when he is correct. Before the last presidential impeachment, President Trump rightly pointed out the improper activities of the Biden crime family, and subsequently he's been proven right. And don't think for a moment, Madam Speaker, that we're going to drop that or stop our pursuit for the truth. Before that, we had the Russia hoax, where you had the president rightly making claims that Hillary Clinton and the DNC were colluding with Russians to disorient our democracy. How right he turned out to be. And then we have the 2020 presidential election, where the president correctly pointed out unconstitutional behavior, voting irregularities, concerns over tabulations, dead people voting, and now impeachment again. When they go low, we kick them. Eric Holder, former attorney general under Barack Obama, breaching the Capitol was as low as low can be. We all denounce it. But who is it that they're kicking? The president who created soaring highs for our economy, rising wages before the pandemic, 400 miles of wall to stop the caravans, who drew down troops in the Middle East and showed empathy for the forgotten men and women of our country. It's why so many people love him so much, and it's why they're kicking All of us. This president has faced unprecedented hatred and resistance from big media, big tech, and big egos, from congressional leaders on both sides of the aisle. Before the rioters tore through that glass, Speaker Pelosi stood at that rostrum and tore through the president's State of the Union speech, inciting anger, resentment, division. Some believe that truly these True colors are being shown now through this divisive partisan impeachment. The speaker said to us just moments ago, words matter. But apparently those words don't matter when they're uttered by Democrats. When the gentlelady from Massachusetts calls for unrest in the streets. When the gentlelady from California brazenly brags 
that she called for people to get in the faces of those who serve and support the president. I denounced political violence from all ends of the spectrum, but make no mistake, the left in America has incited far more political violence than the right. For months, our cities burned, police stations burned, our businesses were shattered, and they said nothing, or they cheerled for it, and they fundraised for it, and they allowed it to happen in the greatest country in the world. Now, some have cited, some have cited the metaphor that the president lit the flame. Well, they lit actual flames, actual fires, and we Time put them out. Expired. There will be order in the house. I yield back. Please, primary Rubio. Way to go, Congressman Gates. Thank you so much for telling the truth. They don't like to hear it. They're always going to try to shut it down. But that's the truth. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and we'll be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up. We all know that Joe Biden and son Hunter are sold out to China. But did you know that Joe Biden has been sold out since 1972 to another communist enterprise? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. When Joe Biden first ran for U.S. Senate in 1972, he was approached by the Council for a Livable World, a powerful communist organization that has generously paid and helped over 200 senators and 300 representatives to undermine U.S. interests since the early 1970s. Biden was one of the communist organization's first traitorous hired hands. Biden was also always there throughout the years to help ensure that Russia would have the upper hand in nuclear missile negotiations with the United States. President Trump saw the folly of such foolishness and had hoped to renegotiate the agreements with Russia. But Biden has announced that he will make sure those agreements stay as they are for at least five more years. Please be fully aware that Biden is seeking to crush our republic under the boot heel of a communist dark winter. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. Excellent Ron Edwards notebook. Sad and scary, but excellent. True. Um, I Obviously, what's going on this week is GameStop. I want to play this clip by uh, Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports and then a little follow-up on that before we get to Jim. I've been trading heavily since quarantine started, and I was shocked by this. Uh, I personally did invest in AMC and Nokia. Those are two of the stocks that the Reddit guys and the Wall Street Bets guys were pushing. I believed in the power of the Internet. When I saw what uh, Robinhood was doing, ironically, Robinhood take from, you know, take from the rich and give to the poor, even though they do the exact opposite, I was stunned. Uh, I think it's criminal. I think there has to be an investigation. I think people have to go to jail. Whether that actually happens, I don't know. But I've never been more convinced about market manipulation and the people, the hedge funds, controlling the game than today. I I mean, just to wake up and say, hey, 
you can't trade these stocks anymore. You can only sell them. We are going to intentionally crash the market in these stocks. And everyone who has it, tough. You're going to lose a ton of money. But we're going to save the rich people in the hedge funds. Shocking. Like in 20 years of me doing Barstool, I'm not exaggerating. It's the most shocked I've been. And maybe I shouldn't be. But, you know, when you have AOC and Donald Trump Jr. both on the same right. side of an issue, you know something's dramatically wrong. This seems like a betrayal of the basic promise of American public markets, which is they're transparent. It's purely meritocratic. If you, I mean, that's why you've been able to make dough during quarantine. You make a bet, you're right, you win. I mean, how amazing is it to discover that that's not real? It, it, apparently it's real for them. And, and I love the lectures. You hear it from the hedge funds and the suits, as I call them. But they'll say they're protecting you and we're protecting you versus yourself. And people don't understand the risk and margin. And then you look at them, it's like, buddy, look in the mirror. You're doing the same thing. The hedge funds are betting against companies. We're betting on them with money and margin. We're doing the same thing. The only difference is we're winning and you're getting your teeth kicked in. And you just said, time out. We're changing the rules, and it's bananas. It, it, it cannot happen. And I saw the Robin Hood guy, Vlad. He's on TV. He's lying through his teeth. There is, listen, the thing that really is scary, Robin Hood, I'm going to give this guy a shred of credit. When he woke up and he said, we're going to halt trading and ruin our, most, our client base, he knew that was the end of Robinhood. Robinhood's done. That company will cease to exist because what they built it on, the day trader, the retail trader, they're never right. going back. So he willingly blew up his company today. He knew that was going to happen. Why? Who's in the back end? Who's pulling the strings? Who's making the decisions? We have to find out. And by the way, it's not enough just to be like, oh, we're going to slap you on the wrist and give you a fine. These are billionaires. They can write billion-dollar checks like we write $10 checks. Somebody has to go to jail for this. This is intentional market manipulation. And it's everyday people. It's just not the Reddit people. I have people right. hitting me up all the time. Today, yesterday, they're putting their rent into this. They got caught up in the momentum. And if you lose money fair and square, fine. But nobody was under the impression somebody could just press the stop button and say, guess what? We can crash this stock without you having any say. You can only sell it. You can't buy it. What happened? This is like the movie Wall Street. It's insane. I, I just read a piece about 15 minutes ago that said, and it seemed right, that Robinhood's real customer is not retail investors like you its real customer is the hedge funds they sell data on trades to the hedge funds which use it to their advantage assuming that's true did you know that well, do you yeah, think anyone and, and that, robin hood knew that I, I didn't know that i did not know that till today i don't think anybody knew a lot of the things that were going on till today um you know, again, Robinhood was operating under the guise that this is a retail trading platform. A lot of people said, I helped build it because we had all our retail bros, as they call them, going there. They literally, in their bio, said they're going to democratize yeah. trading. It's the exact opposite. And now they're saying we're going to go back to normal tomorrow. We're going to let everybody do our normal trading tomorrow. Well, Tucker, what changed? Oh, I'll tell you what changed. The billionaire hedge funds, they got out of their shorts tonight. So what? why is this uh, behavior not risky tomorrow? But it was today. It's because they're being pulled by strings. It's criminal behavior. What happened today? Plain and simple. People have to go to jail. Plain and simple. 
we'll see whether it actually happens, but they actually need to go to jail. I want to read this because this I saw this yesterday and it really encapsulates uh, the sentiment. It says, this is for you, Dad. I remember when the housing collapse sent a torpedo through my family. My father's concrete company collapsed almost overnight. My father lost his home. My uncle lost his home. I remember my brother helping my father count pocket change on our kitchen table. That was all the money he had left in the world. While this was happening in my home, I saw hedge funders literally drinking champagne as they looked down on the Occupy Wall Street protesters. I will never forget that. My father never recovered from that blow. He fell deeper and deeper into alcoholism and exists now as a shell of his former self waiting for death. This is all the money I I have and I'd rather lose it all than give them what they need to destroy me. Taking money from me won't hurt me because I don't value it at all. I'll burn it all down just to spite them. This is for you, Dad. Now, I won't share uh, the particulars, but something similar happened to my own father. So I have to say I definitely applaud the rebels. And, you know, Trump did not create the division in this country. He did not create the corruption in this country. He was just a major catalyst. And I know Colonel Jim is going to talk about some of this in a little bit uh, to expose it. The system, we knew that it was bad, but I don't think anybody realized how gross, disgusting and rancid it was until all the stuff that has happened has been exposed. Uh, I pray we can actually fix it, but it, you know, he just exposed it. Anyways, a lot is going on. We need three more hours, but we will be right back to talk to Colonel Jim about some of it. More Brook Talks America coming up. Welcome back to Brook Talks America with Brook Says. Check out the blog at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooks Says. Welcome back to Brook Talks America. This show is, I'm your host, Brooks Says, of course. This show is brought to you by 656 Electric Servicing Tampa and the surrounding areas. No job too big, no job too small. $65 an hour for my listeners. That's $20 off with the code BTA20. This is 100% veteran owned. Give them a call at 863-969-7790 and tell them Brooks sent you. So, Jim, welcome. Um, we You heard... Uh, Carlos talked about this earlier, and I know that you know as the head of the GOP in Hillsborough that people are very angry with the quote-unquote Republican Party. I know you want to talk about that. Uh, the leadership, and I use that term very loosely, is not serving the people. So a lot of people, you know, I have myself gotten very angry about it. They want to leave the Republican Party, and t- they're talking about a third party. That's not a viable option. Please talk about it. Well, exactly. And uh as chair of the Republican Party, no one is more angry than me. I feel betrayed by many members of my party. I feel betray- betrayed by uh, a lot of Americans. Uh, one, because I don't think they're doing enough. They'll sit there on the sidelines and talk about things, but they're not doing anything. And everything, you know, people have even said Donald Trump didn't do enough. And I'm like, the guy put his life on the line and I'm serious as a heartbeat saying that because he did that. He needed people to get behind him and stand behind him, not stab him in the back. And he was betrayed by a lot of Republicans, and yeah. particularly in Republican leadership. And I'll be the I'll be the last guy standing to support and defend him because he is and still is our last hope. If you're really serious about America, 
Don't be giving in to the stuff that the Democrats are trying to do. They are they are totally communist. They and, and I will say that, and a lot of people get angry at me and saying, well, you're the chair. You shouldn't talk that way in Hillsborough because I'm sorry. I am as conservative as conservative can be, can be, and I am going to defend first and foremost the Constitution and the party platform, which is still pretty good. If if Republicans followed the party, party platform, we would be in really great shape. But we have people who aren't doing that, so I have to be the one to stand up there, and I'll take the heat and I'll take the hits. And if I have to stand there alone, which sometimes I feel like that's the way it is. I'm going to do it. And Well, listen about the communist thing. Okay, they're acting like communists. Everything that they're doing post-election and pre-election with the censorship, with the everything, is what communists do. So you're not using the word loosely. You're using it based on their behavior. They've accepted that. Yeah. And that's what they are putting forth. Their, if you read their party platform, speaking of party platforms, it reads like the Communist Manifesto and Hitler's Mein Kampf. And yeah, I said Hitler. Ooh. But... That's the way it is. Yeah. If you don't like it, fix they're national it. socialists too. They're, so hello. That's the where. That's where they're. And when you look at what they're putting through, what they're doing with the virus, what they're doing with, you know, our personal rights under the Constitution, they are stripping those away. And people, you got to stand up and fight against it. And right now, what I'm looking at is how do we stand up and fight, and what do we do? We've got to revise the Republican Party. That's what I believe President Trump is planning to do, has planned to do. Well, he already did it. And he did it, yeah. exactly. But he there there needs to be more, and, and I pray every day that he is able to somehow come back and be able to do that. The third party option, look, I'm a constitutionalist. The, the founders founded this country based on a two-party system. They didn't, they didn't open up to a parliamentary system. They didn't open it up to a multi-party system. Mm-hmm. And they didn't open it up to where we have a fragmentation of 400 different little parties that all have their own little um, personal agendas that they want to deal with. This is what, we, this is what we've been given by the, by the founders. Now, the Democrats, they want to change the Constitution, and I'm serious. They want a one-party, uniparty system. A, a part of the one world government. That's what they want. And people need to realize right now we need to stand united as conservatives, as conservatives against the Democrats. Well, and here's the thing, you know, Carlos talked about it earlier. This is we have been a little bit complacent on our side. Right. So we vote. We exp- and, and the left has been always busy, always busy, always busy. We just say we voted. We did something. That's not necessarily how it works. They're always busy when it's when they win the election. The minute after they win the election, they're on to the next election. They're working, 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 working. So we need to really learn how to do activism like they do. But we need to pressure our our elected officials as well on the local level and be letting them know who we are. But, you know, like you said, the problem is with if you if you just get out and you vote independent or whatever, you cannot vote in the primary under the system we have. We have if you want to change the system, that's a long term prospect. What we have now is a two party system. The de- promise, 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 and you're you're hearing this from someone who's ex- incredibly angry at the people who were elected to represent me as a Republican. Right? The Democrats will win. If you split the parties and you it happened with Ross Perot, right? He didn't fight hard enough to actually do the thing, right? But he split it and what happened is Bill Clinton won. So that's the reality of where we are at this 
moment, okay? What we should be fighting for is hardcore election integrity at a local level everywhere you are, okay? Tell your friends across the country. The best thing you can do, find out who your supervisor of elections are and make sure that they know your face and your name and be on them like a fly, okay? That's what you do. Election integrity, that will solve a lot of these problems. Anyways, and, uh, you know, you mentioned before, I just want to get into this before you get back, is that Trump has created the party of working Americans and small business under the Republican Party. He basically stole a lot of the mantles from the Democrat Party. That's what the Republican Party is as the Trump Party, Trumplican. That's what I call myself. I'm a Trumplican, Trump-servative. Apparently, the GOP doesn't like that, but whatever. That's what it is. So we need to just fortify the spines of the people that... That are in the Republican Party and get more gates and kick out the uh, bombs away, Cheney. Anyway, so talk about the impeachment. Okay, we have this impeachment coming up. We all know, just like the first impeachment, it's totally fake. It has no merit. There's nothing there that constitutionally supports Donald Trump having been impeached by the House the first time, and it's not going to it's not going to be there in the Senate the second time. They know they don't have the votes to do it. And probably what's going to happen, there's talk now as of last night that they're looking at maybe some form of a censorship resolution, but they want to link in the 14th Amendment because this and this reveals a lot about what the Democrats want. Their sole purpose and their sole fear is that Donald Trump will run again in 2024 and they want to block him from that. That is the single biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And there is a new, they even said it. And there and there's an article that just came out about 20 minutes ago that talked about how the republic how the the Trump base is now growing. They've done some initial assessments on that and the Trump base is now is is growing more than ever. So this is going to backfire on the Democrats. Of course, they have the presidency, they have the House, and they have the Senate, and they're going to use it from that standpoint to put pressure on Americans. And this is what they're doing with the virus, you know, as you talked about wearing three, four, five masks. This is all about control. It has nothing to do with the impact. They're going after Governor DeSantis like you wouldn't believe, wanting yep. him to shut down all businesses and restaurants and hotels and everything. This is pressure because they fear what, for the election. For the election. Mm-hmm. And they know what Governor DeSantis has been doing. Him and Christy Nome are the two best governors in the country. And they're basically giving the middle finger to the Democrats saying, leave us alone. We're going to run our states the way we feel fit. We got to worry about our own people, businesses and and people uh you know, doing what's necessary for their family. So they that's adhere to the principles of freedom and liberty. Absolutely. That's what all people should be doing. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I just wanted to follow up on that. So the insurrection of the Capitol is CNN. Even CNN had to admit that it was planned in advance. The FBI is really going to take this off the table for them because it's being shown more and more. I mean, we already knew this, but that it was planned well in advance of even the speech, of course, but even before that, I think it was like the fourth or the fifth. And my feeling is this, is that if Lisa Fithian can go around talking about how she's mapping out the Capitol to do insurrection on the inauguration day as a leftist Democrat, sit, take two seats, okay? Democrats and the GOP rhinos take two seats because I don't want to hear it because you're full of it. Anyways, what's the difference between the GOP and the RNC well, issue. you know, that's a big concern. A lot of people don't understand the difference. They lump them all together. And yes, we are very angry at Republicans who didn't stand up and support the president. Mitch McConnell, 
McCarthy, the House leaders, Mittens. And, uh, Mittens, and all, you know, we know who they are, the 10 who voted in favor of the Democrats on the impeachment. But the difference between the parties are there are the elected officials. These are our House members and senators. And then there is the party. The party is made up of the, the state chairs and state national committee men and committee women and represented by the county Republican executive committees. This this is where the policy decisions are made for the party. It's not how we we vote. We don't we don't vote on issues uh, related to uh, what the House and the Senate do and how they support um, the president. The the the, the RNC is a, is somewhat more conservative just because of the representation of who's there and certainly from Florida. Um, I know that ours are much more conservative compared to uh, some other states. So, you know, just make sure you're aware of the RNC and what they do versus the House and Senate on the, on the Hill in Washington, D.C. and what they do. That's where the real problem is. They're the ones who make the policies. They're the, they're the ones who vote for and against the president. And so those are the things I want people to be aware of. Just just be aware of when you point the finger, you, you make sure you don't point it at the wrong person. So, and I just want to say, and you mentioned earlier is that the, the Trump the MAGA movement is growing, and I guarantee you this GameStop thing is going to increase it even more because both sides are furious. Like he said, is, uh, you know, Sandy Cortez, Comrade Cortez, and Ted Cruz are on the same page. That is going to be very illustrative coming forth. If you had one action item that you could say before we leave, what would it be in 10 seconds? Just get to work. Get to work and get involved? Exactly. Okay, well, you heard it from Colonel Jim. Get to work, get involved. Call your local Republican Party. That's where the local decisions are made. And run for office. And if you're a conservative with money, donate to the local party and fund conservatives, including this show. Donate to my show. We'll see you next week. Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, with Colonel Jim. God bless you. God bless America. Listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, connect by email info at brooktalksamerica.com, by Twitter at TalksAmerica, and listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860. The answer.